everybody. Johnny here. Welcome to Music Seats, the music that made us. This is going to be a new segment that I just came up with. The wheels have been turning for a while inside my head about it. It's going to be called My Life and Culture. As you listen to these podcasts, what are we at now, 58? You can tell by listening to them that my interest in music are all over the place. I'm very eclectic in my musical interests, but also just because there's so much music out there that makes me feel different whenever I listen to whatever genre, style, so on and so forth. I was watching a documentary tonight, and I thought to myself, people must think I'm... I don't know what, schizophrenic in some sort of way, because of my musical taste. Ever since I was young, I've been drawn to different kinds of tastes of music. I uh, loved the music my parents introduced me to, but then I definitely veered off into things I liked. Um, I was an 80s kid, so I was part of the MTV generation. And then I was also part of the 90s grunge and hip-hop generation. So I'm all over the place. I've been very fascinated with style and art and culture when it comes to different kinds of music. And uh, so I thought, well, we talked about this before in a podcast for a quick minute. And that was, what are my tastes? What are my interests? Why do I get into what I get into? And where did it stem from? And so on and so forth. I am uh, going to be all over the place here. I have to be honest. I, I can't just stay on a path and say, okay, I'm not going to veer off into here and veer off into there. I call these, you know, those rabbit holes that we talk about in the podcast that you hear. I thought, where could I start? Where could I begin? And I will begin by saying that I was born in 1974 in California, San Diego. My dad was in the Navy, and my mother, who was staying with my aunt, met my father through at that time, my aunt's boyfriend. During my conception, believe it or not, my dad, uh, I had to tell him this, that I was, sorry, I was conceived, and he took her to go see The Exorcist at this point. This is what, this is a story I heard. I'm not sure exactly who I heard it from and where it stems from and all that, so just bear with me. It's always been hearsay. And uh, so that's one of those movies where I can never watch it, and I've tried to watch it in all my life. And every time I have seen this movie, The Exorcist, I have nightmares. So that's one of the first stories right off the bat there that you're like, okay, this 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 kid ain't normal here. But um, but I have also I've always been on the stem of like just strange and weird things happening, and sometimes I don't notice them until later the fact. With that being said, I. Uh, would listen to my dad's record collection as I grew up and my dad had a very eclectic taste of music and uh, one thing with my mother too having her taste in music then mixing together developed me into the person who I am as far as some of my taste Um, my dad was into Pink Floyd and Deep Purple and uh, Jackson Brown Um, he he had so many different records Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young stuff that just still stems into me and you know fuels me um from feelings from way back then my mother same way my mother um was in the carpenters my mother was into motown my mother was in carol king she she had a lot of different uh tastes in music too with these tastes and with their friends taste i had a godfather who had a great cd collection growing up um jeff gross and i always tell his daughter, uh, Lindsay, that uh, if it wasn't for him and my dad and them having been friends, who knows where my 
fascination of music would have left me. It was great going over to his house and looking through his collection of stuff and just feeling that desire of, wow, this, this music's amazing. You know, I remember getting turned on to the Allman Brothers band through them. So with that being said, you know, I mean, those are some interesting music just to start out your life with. Okay. I remember looking at the Pink Floyd, the wall album and just being blown away by the artwork in it and the pictures and everything. And uh, just went and saw Roger Waters a couple weeks ago. And he is one of these artists, they are one of these artists that just blow my mind, just how well their music still impacts people to this day in different generations. So as I started developing my mind and my taste in music, I was in a lot of different kinds of styles for 80s music. Um, I was a Michael Jackson fan, Thriller, you know. I uh, remember uh, the first album I got was, like I said before, Van Halen, 1984. That was a huge album for MTV also, Jump and... Panama and so many other songs and I remember going through my dad's collection of Van Halen records you know because of that influence that they had on me early on I was into like a lot of the 80s rock early on but then I always thought in myself and in, in the way I felt and the way who I was and I always was wanting to know what this different stuff was I remember getting Red Hot Chili Peppers when I was young I remember getting into some alternative music when I was younger because it was different and I thought different was cool even before different was cool um we'll get into that more throughout this conversation I remember getting into early on Depeche Mode I actually had Depeche Mode posters up in my room I remember hearing people are people for the first times and how those lyrics to that song stuck to me and how that song and that music and that different style was my own and you know you're always at a young age you know when you're developing wanting to be your own you know don't want to hold on to these things that may not be cool to others and stuff i remember being in middle school and i remember being um into in excess and how that was being even part of skateboard culture and ironically enough the documentary i was watching tonight was about that how it fueled my whole thought process tonight is amazing. So if you get a chance, um, we'll get back into that later in this conversation. All the streets aren't silent. The convergence of hip-hop and skateboarding from 1987 to 1997. If you're part of this generation or if you're into hip-hop or skateboarding or both, I recommend it highly. The culture, the style, that whole flavor it's just amazing how these things are processed in your head and how time flies by and you think wow this you know i was part of this whole generation and i was always i was always fascinated with skateboard culture and i couldn't skateboard myself i had a skateboard and it was i'm not even tell you what brand it was and i wasn't really good at it i'm not a very good coordination kind of person <laughs> uh to be honest you know um so but i always was fascinated with it i was always fascinated with snowboarding before and uh just that hip style of culture but you gotta understand there's other things that influenced me at the same time um for example my parents eventually got into country music in you know the 80s and and early 90s and so that stuff would be in the background you know and as much as it wasn't my my bag i i definitely had that stuff around me and i know who they were and what they were all about and so on and so forth. That's Scarlet, just so you folks know. <laughs> My parents uh, were into country music, like what I was saying, and they um, still are. My my dad um, definitely still is. 
My dad is in the blues and things like that, like he was when he was, when I was younger. And uh, I got into some blues, which we'll get into more later also. But it's amazing that I found my own as far as like this alternative scene early on in like the 80s, um, before it blew up. And it uh, definitely has made me the person who I am today. So even when I was younger, I had friends that around me that were um, not the normal kind of society, like it's become to today in some ways or forms. And um, whether it was uh, gender or ethnicity or, or um, male, female, whatever it might be, I always seemed to feel more comfortable around the misfits in the, in the world at that time. I still feel I am sometimes a misfit in some way or form, but I remember being uh, hit on earlier um, in my life by uh, a man who I was friends with at a dance club. I remember, you know, just connecting to females and understanding, you know, some of the shit they had to go through early on and how that impacted me that I'd never be a man that way, that I'd never be a pig or, you know, never in any form or want to be this scumbag that some guys I saw were because I thought it was, you know, being a man, quote unquote. So with this diversity in culture and this diversity in, um, finding a connection and this club that we used to go to it was an underage uh, club 18 and under and it was called um stage two my neighbors who were um, a group of girls a couple of the same age as me one year younger and one year younger than her were like these sisters i had growing up and uh we had these group of friends that we would go to this club stage two and i had some friends that at the school i went to there was maybe a couple that went there but the majority of these people were all around this area in which i lived which was called the quad cities and uh this club was in um, a place called downtown bettendorf um iowa and at some point in my life i'd love to get into like a major rabbit hole with people that were part of this generation part of this scene and just this lifestyle in general there were so many lifestyles I like that I, I met a lot of people with that kind of lifestyle when i moved here to colorado in the early 90s I'm still friends with some of them today um from going from your way you're being brought up and the musical tastes and the your your the way you're dressing the way you know you are the, the scene in which you are and then developing who you are and, and, you know, even that changing as you progress through life and sometimes going back to those old things and sometimes finding different things that are into. Part of this culture has always been music to me. And I think that's why, going back to the beginning of this, I am so eclectic. is because the feeling something gives you, the feeling you need at that time or the feelings that you get through this life and through this music helps you through it and makes you who you are i believe in some ways or forms so this should be interesting to see what we go down here and uh, i'm interested in seeing where my mind can remember things and uh i might have to go through some journals and things like that but um i hope you enjoy this i hope you enjoy this rabbit hole of the culture and life of my music here we go Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us. Welcome back, everybody. A few things we're going to get into first before we move into 
more conversation here. This past week, Loretta Lynn passed away. Loretta Lynn, the queen of country music, made infamous from the movie Coal Miner's Daughter with CeCe Spacek. The lady influenced so many people in so many ways. She was part of the woman's movement in her music. She will be truly missed. Somebody that truly is going to miss her is one of my heroes, Jack White, who posted a very nice thing on social media about her and their relationship. They were able to work together a few years back and Jack produced one of her albums, which if you get a chance, check it out. Fan Lear Rose. It was her 42nd album at that time, and it was on Jack's uh, label, Third Man Records. It received a lot of attention because of Jack, but also because she was the country music queen, and this was a big uh, push to revamp her career, and it did a great job. It uh, reached number two on the top country albums at that time, and it was number 24 on Billboard. Jack is one of these people in my life that influences me, and I feel like we have a similar taste in just all kinds of music and different genres. I grew up listening to Loretta Lynn, though, also, so my grandparents listened to her. I actually have a few records in my collection that were my grandparents. She will be truly missed, and um, lived a long life, and I know there's a lot of heartbreaking people out there for her loss. Rest in peace, Loretta Lynn. So as I was saying in the beginning of the podcast here, I watched this documentary on Hulu, came out in 2021, called All the Streets Are Silent, The Convergence of Hip-Hop and Skateboarding from 1987 to 1997. In the late 80s and early 90s, the streets of downtown New York were the site of a collision between two vibrant subcultures, skateboarding and hip-hop. It's narrated by Zoo York co-founder Eli Gesner, with an original score by legendary hip-hop producer Large Professor, who worked with Nods and A Tribe Called Quest. All the streets are silent brings to life the magic of a time period and the convergence that created a style and visual language that would have an outsized and enduring cultural effect, from the DJ booths and dance floors of the Mars nightclub to the founding of brands like Supreme. This convergence would lay the foundation of modern street style. Paris is burning meets Larry Clark's kids. All the streets are silent as a love letter to New York, examining race, society, fashion, and street culture. I dive so deep into this and it reminded me of that era so much by watching this documentary just the culture in general blew my mind the biggest thing about this documentary that i loved a lot was hearing rosario dawson talk rosario dawson got her break in the 90s with that movie kids and hearing her talk passionately about that time and era in this documentary is really is just beautiful to hear. They talk to Stretch Armstrong, the DJ, Fab Five Freddy, tons of hip-hop artists and skateboard artists. Moby, Daryl McDaniels of Run DMC. If you get a chance, check it out. If you're from this era, you're really going to enjoy it. Again, 
It's called All the Streets Are Silent. Check it out on Hulu or wherever you can get documentaries. Another show I'm re-watching on Hulu right now, which originally was a show on Showtime in 2016. It only had 10 episodes, and they canceled it too soon. Was from one of my favorite directors, Cameron Crowe, who did Almost Famous, Say Anything, amongst many other things, Roadies. It was one of these shows where... It talks about life on the road, but it ties in so many different things. It has a cast, in my opinion, that fits really well together. Carla Gagioni, who I actually first saw her in the 1993 movie Son-in-Law. And I remember, wow, when I saw her. Uh, I've been following her career ever since. Um, she's went on to create amazing work in such TV and movies as Karen Sisko, Sin City, Watchmen, American Gangster, Entourage, Californication, and most recently, The Haunting of House Hill. And she has the upcoming The Fall of the House of Usher, which is also going to have Mark Hamill in it, amongst many others in this TV show also. The other main character on this show is Luke Wilson, who you know from Old School, The Royal Tenenbaums, Bottle Rocket, the TV show Stargirl. He's been in a mess load of movies. Him along with Carla are tied around the main story of this touring group of people that are roadies. The rest of the supporting cast is Imogen Poots. I'm sorry if I'm torturing her name. She's in a TV show that I mentioned a few episodes back called Outer Range. She was in 28 Weeks Later, Green Room. She's been in a lot of movies, too. She generally plays, it seems like, almost American characters, uh, yet she is from London, England. The other supporting cast members is Rafe Spall, Keisha Castle-Hughes, who you probably all remember from the movie Whale Rider, which got a lot of attention about 20 years ago. She's actually the sound engineer on the show. Then there's Colson Baker, or as many of you may know him as, Machine Gun Kelly. He was one of the minor characters on this show as one of the roadies before he is obviously who he is now out here in the entertainment world. Ron White, the comedian, plays uh, Phil Valentine, who is... In the beginning of this show, the tour manager and his character is probably the most interesting in the cast here. His stories of the Leonard Skinner days on the episodes are pretty freaking awesome. There is a ton of music, as you would have in any Cameron Crowe entity. There's tons of guest stars um, everywhere from Lindsey Buckingham, Jim James, Halsey, Rain Wolf, the band, Lucius, the comedian Melinda Hill, Rosanna Arquette, Rain Wilson, John Mellencamp, Mark Marin. I would love for you to check this out. The show, to me, is one of the best shows that was out there that never got a chance. Roadies, now on Hulu, was on Showtime, ran for one season, ten episodes, and created by the great Cameron Crowe. As you know, I go down 
these little rabbit holes like that I tell you about. So today, I was checking out that Letterman, David Letterman, does now have a YouTube channel called Letterman, and it has the episodes from his NBC days with Late Night, and then his show he had on CBS, The Late Show. There was so many different episodes I watched, a lot of his comedic stuff, but there's a lot of great music on there if you get a chance. One of the things that stuck out to me is that he had all three remaining members of Led Zeppelin on there the day they got their Kennedy Center honors. And if you haven't had a chance to check that out, go on YouTube and check that out. One of the best performances of Stairway to Heaven I've ever seen with Anna Nancy Wilson of Heart, Jason Bonham, his son on drums. Check it out. The interview, however, on The Letterman Show was really good to see all three of them together, the sense of humor they had. And you, you could tell Dave was a little bit out of his comfort zone, but it was in a good way because here he is interviewing rock royalty in my opinion. Letterman, now on YouTube, you can check out tons of old episodes and highlights from his entire career. In my opinion, the greatest late night show host there ever was. David Letterman. Check it out. So that got me down another rabbit hole. I saw Them Crooked Vultures, which has John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin in a band with Dave Grohl and Josh Holm of Queens of the Stone Age. Um, they had a performance of them at the Austin Semi-Limits doing New Fang, and it was just top-notch. I am hoping that they do get back together like the rumor is to do another album. Them Crooked Vultures, check them out wherever you get music, and on YouTube. Also check out Sound City, the movie that David Grohl directed. It was a documentary um, about the famous Sound City Studios. It also has a great segment on there with Josh Holm, Dave Grohl, and Trent Reznor doing a song called uh, Mantra. And it is so good. There is a who's who of many great musicians and musical artists on this documentary. Frank Black of the Pixies, James Brown, Lindsey Buckingham, Mike Campbell of the Heartbreakers, Rivers Cuomo of Weezer, Mick Fleetwood, John Fogarty, Dave Grohl himself, Taylor Hawkins, Josh Holm, Barry Manilow, Paul McCartney, Stevie Nicks, Rick Nielsen of Cheap Trick, Chris Novoselic of Nirvana, Stephen Piercy of Rat, Tom Petty, Trent Reznor, Rick Rubin, Chris Shiflett of Foo Fighters, Pat Smear also, Rick Springfield, Corey Taylor, Lars Ulrich, Butch Vig, Lee Ving, Brad Wilk, Neil Young, Tony Bennett, Johnny Cash, Kurt Cobain, David Coverdale, John Denver, Ronnie James Dio, Jerry Garcia, George Harrison, Jimmy Iovine, John Lennon, Christine McVie, Carl Perkins, Carl Santana, and Ringo Starr. One of Dave Grohl's many great documentaries, get a chance to check it out, Sound City. New music releases for October 7th, 2022. Lamb of God, Omens, Bush, The Art of Survival, Broken Bells, Into the Blue, Young the Giant, Act 3, Battle, EP, The Cult, Under the Midnight Sun, and many more. Check that stuff out wherever you get your music. A couple albums I'd like you to check out if you get a chance. 
one that I've been listening to on the regular right now is the new Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs called Cool It Down. Always been a big fan of theirs. This album has so much familiar sounds to it that I'm still trying to pinpoint the familiarity to it. But a lot of synth on it. Overall, one of my favorite releases of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeahs. Cool it down. An upcoming album that has a few tracks released off of it right now is the Arctic Monkeys new one called The Car. There is two tracks on there that um that have come out early. One's called Body Paint, and then the other is called There Better Be a Mirror Ball. Arctic Monkeys are one of these bands that I'm really hoping I get to check out next year at Red Rocks. They just had a pre-sale for it, and the tickets went really quick, so hopefully a resale will not be as bad. They put on an amazing show from what I hear, and I'm looking forward to hearing the whole entire album when it is released. So there we go, folks. Another episode of Music Seeds. I am going to get into a lot more of the music of my life in future episodes. I hope the little taste that you had in the beginning of this episode was of your interest. I know all of us have a story to tell. I would love to hear your story. If you don't mind reaching out to me at my email, ozomatfan87 at gmail.com. That's ozomatfan87 at gmail.com. My Facebook is Music Made Seeds at Facebook. I also have a Instagram under Johnny Evans and John Evans. Also, I do have a TikTok at Johnny Come Lately. Please feel free to get a hold of me at any of those social media outlets. I love hearing from you folks. I love seeing where all you folks are listening at. And believe me, I'm hoping someday I get to meet some of you and have some conversations about music. You should be hearing here in the next few episodes. Coming up, I have a few more recordings with some of my good friends, including Mr. Jeremy McCree and Jack Miller. I also plan on hopefully seeing some time during this winter season when I get a chance to head back to my hometown and hopefully do a recording with my good friends JT Money and Reese Argo. Also with my good friends Scotty D and Cousin Sam. If you would like to sit down with me, please feel free to get a hold of me through any of those media outlets. And if you could all just do me the gigantic, humongous favor, and please do your best to take care of each other out there. It's a crazy world, and sometimes we just need to listen to some tunes to get through it. Until next time, folks, enjoy your day. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to music seeds the music that made us <laughs>